0: Good morning, Shadow Hills. Well, uh, they say the best case scenario for a young man or a young woman is to become an old man or an old woman. And uh, for those of us who are fortunate enough to make it through that, uh, what's coming at the end, unfortunately, is Alzheimer's disease. Uh, we have two representatives from the Alzheimer's Association uh, who's going to talk to us today, uh, one about covering what they are currently doing here at Shadow Hills, and then a way that you can help them do more. So the first person I'd like to introduce is Kimberly Spiegel. Kimberly, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having us today. We sure. really appreciate it. Um, my name is Kimberly Spiegel, and I am the Senior Program and Operations Manager for the Alzheimer's Association. We're located in Palm Desert off of Alessandro and Portola, and we've been serving the Coachella Valley for over 25 years. And you recently
0: had a lecture here.
1: Yes, we did. Where we had,
0: there were 90 people mm-hmm. who attended.
1: That's true. We had a, a lecture on understanding Alzheimer's and dementia, and we had about 90 people attend, which is wonderful. So we were part of that lecture series, and we've been invited back to do a healthy living as well. Because healthy living, is it's important to understand that our lifestyle has a huge component on ways to stave off this disease. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have that additional um, uh, series coming up.
0: Now, my understanding is that Alzheimer's affects about 50% of the population over the age of 85. Is that true? Yes.
1: Yes, it can. So it can. this is
0: a major... Mm-hmm factor in
1: our future. Right, right. The risk factor starts at the age of 65. So there's three risk factors. There's age, the clock starts ticking at 65. There's a deterministic gene risk, and that means that it's a gene for younger onset, meaning you're getting it in your 40s and 50s. And you know you have that because you have families, you know, your family members, aunts, uncles, cousins, who've come down with it. And then the last is a risk factor gene, and so that risk factor gene is an APOE4 gene. Uh, you get either an APOE2, three or four from mom and dad, so you get one from each. Mm-hmm. And let's say if I got an APOE2 from my dad and an APOE3 from, or an APOE4 from my mom, then I, I'm looking at those two particular genes. and APOE4 is that risk factor gene. However, APOE2 is kind of a protector gene, so it protects you. From getting this disease, so the issue may be that it cancels each other out, and then I'm back in the same risk <laughs> factor for aging.
2: Mm-hmm. So, now,
0: and I know that, that you have an ongoing support group here. T- t- tell the audience okay, about that. Okay, we
1: do. We have a caregiver support group here. We meet on the second and fourth Friday of every month from ten thirty to twelve in the Capistrano room, and we've been doing that for a few years now. And it has been very, very successful. When we started this, uh, uh, Desiree was working here in your fitness department, and we thought, well, let's give it a go and see what happens. Our very first meeting, we had 24 people show. So we knew there was definitely an interest. Yeah,
0: and and is this the kind of uh, meeting where... where People who are intimately affected right. by it get to share their experiences and learn right. from each other. So. Yes,
1: that is exactly it. Um, a caregiver support group. We bring in resources and information, some education as well from our from our part. But bringing in the caregivers, it, it really you build that camaraderie because this is a very difficult and isolating journey, and you don't want to do this alone. So. When we have a, a, a nice group and we sit down and we talk, you're able to share what you're going through. And what you'd be amazed is other people in the room have already done that yeah, um, or are at the same level you are at or maybe not quite there yet. But you're going to get the resources and information and in maybe some of the other ways that people have tried. I call it MacGyvering it <laughs> because some of the stuff that you do when you're caregiving is not necessarily in a textbook. So yes. you learn from group some of the things that they've done, and you mix a few things together, and voila, you have something that works for you and your loved one. Yeah. And,
0: and there is support available for the people, right? Oh, yes. You have caregiver support. Tell it's, us about that. The
1: care, okay, we do what's called a caregiver consultation. So it's a care consultation. It's private, one-on-one time, where you would come in, or I would come to you, we would sit down, and we would develop a plan of care. We would look at where you are in the journey, where your loved one is in the journey. Um, we would help you understand how to communicate with your doctor, uh, help you learn how to communicate with your pharmacist, as well as managing uh, behaviors, um, effective communication skills. We provide those as well. And helping the caregiver to be able to, to understand to step away. Because what happens is in caregiving is you end up and it becomes all-consuming, and you isolate, not on purpose, but because it's too difficult to get out, Mm -hmm. and then depression sets in and the spiral just keeps going. So what we really try to do is encourage caregivers, they need to socialize, whether it's in a caregiver support group or coming to other programming that we have. We have a lot of different types of programming. We have um, a lot of socialization programs and where it's for both caregiver as well as person with disease.
0: And is there um, have there been any breakthroughs in the last few years? Are we making progress against yes, the disease? Yes, we
1: are. Um, the Alzheimer's Association is the third largest funder for research. The first is the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, and then the Chinese government, and then there's the Alzheimer's Association. So, what we do is fund research throughout the world, and we've had some really good news coming through. There's some medications that are in the the last leg, um, what we call it, is in phase three. And we're seeing some amazing changes that are going to be coming. Helping, um, it's part of, it's, i mess up the name, Le Caninab, okay. and it is something new, and it's quite lengthy to explain. But the best way to find that information and the easiest way for your reader or for your listeners is through our Science Hub app. We have an app that you can download. It's called the Alzheimer's Science Hub, Mm -hmm. and everything is in there.
0: That's good to know because... Mm -hmm. Latest research. The people who are affected by Mm -hmm. this are highly motivated to... Research and find out every development right. that's going on.
1: And lots of trials. We have a, a program also through the Science Hub, you can reach out to and um, through that hub or our website, which is www.alz.org, and look for trial match. And so we can connect you with trials that are going on. I see. There's not a lot, unfortunately, here in the Coachella Valley. Most are in the LA area or Riverside, mm-hmm. but mo- uh, most of the um, most of them pay for mileage. Yeah, give well, that's, that's stipends not, stipends not for that, that, that far away. Stepends for that, yeah.
0: So, and my understanding is that all of these services that you have described are available without charge. That is correct for the, the people involved.
1: Everything How- we do is free of charge. Yeah. Everything from education to our caregiver support groups to our caregiver workshops. Um, through our socialization programs, our care consultations, everything we do is free.
0: Yeah, but of course nothing comes for free. And uh, so this is where I'd like to bring in Jane Bark, who can tell us about how this all gets paid for.
2: Yes, thank you so much, and thank you again for having us um, to discuss this important topic You're right. We have an Alzheimer's Explorer group, for example. They take wonderful trips with the person um, who has Alzheimer's and their caregiver or loved one. They've gone to the Air Museum. They've gone to the tram. They're going to Sunnylands next month. And it's a wonderful opportunity, um, in addition to the support group, to have that person participate. It is at no cost, as is everything that we offer. And how do we afford that? We have a wonderful... um, Walk to End Alzheimer's that's going to be coming up. It's an annual event. This year is going to be in person at the Palm Desert Civic Center Park on October 29th on Saturday. So it's coming up and it's our greatest fundraising event in the um, Valley so that we can continue all these wonderful programs. Are there
0: general things that people can keep in mind and do to try to prevent Alzheimer's disease?
1: Yes, there are actually five things that you can do to help you hold on to cognition longer as we age. Those five things. The number one is socialization, staying engaged in your community, um, staying engaged in people around you is very important because when we um, are socializing, our brain has to engage. Otherwise our brain stays in rote memory for most of the day. If you think about it, how often do you really have to pull that down? but when you socialize, you do have to because I don't know what you're gonna say and you don't know what I'm going to say. Next is cognitive stimulation. Taking something you already know and kicking it up a notch. So if you're in a sport or an activity club here, try something new or take something that you're doing and perfect it a little bit more. The next is exercise, getting your heart rate up. That is key because every time our heart beats, 25% of our blood volume goes to our brain, bringing it the two things it needs to survive, which is oxygen and glucose. And then diet and nutrition, junk in, junk out. So sticking to a healthier choice, um, limiting any kind of processed foods, something like a Mediterranean diet is a great idea. You also get a glass of red wine, that's always good too. And um, last but not least is sleep. Hitting deep sleep is so important because it's when we hit deep sleep, I like to call them the brain janitors, but it's really our spinal fluid. When we hit deep sleep, our brain expands, the capacity in our brain expands. Spinal fluid goes up into the brain, washes it out, gets rid of all the junk, fixes what needs to be fixed, and then it comes back down. And the reason why I say brain janitors is because if if you don't hit deep sleep and you're struggling, and you're having a hard time recalling things, and just you're just off step a little bit. It's because you've got all those garbage bags up in there because you have not hit deep sleep. So it is very important. Um, diet and um, exercise. I think I mentioned exercise is very important, and one of the ways that you can get some additional exercise is join us for our walk on October 29th. You know, that's a what? Two hours, Janie? Is that correct? Two yes. Hour, or two a two miles. A
2: lot of fun. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's slow pace, but you can get your heart rate up there, and you can socialize, you can learn something new, cognitive. So you're getting at least four of those five while you come out. Good. Well, there is one thing I did forget to mention that is really critical. We do have a 24-7 helpline. So a caregiver at 2 o'clock in the morning where they're at their wit's end and not sure what to do, they can pick up the phone and call our 24-7 helpline. It's an 800 number, easy to reach. 800-272-3900, and there will be somebody on the other line to be able to help them. And if they need um, more detailed, we have master's-level clinicians who can help as well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for coming, and this is something that affects everybody in the community. If you are really affected by Alzheimer's, um, there's a support group Please to, come help to you the support. Yes. If you're not affected by Alzheimer's, you can write a check, yeah. and you can help the people who are, yeah. and uh, you
1: need both. Mm-hmm. You do, and your friends, uh, for caregivers, if you know someone who's maybe caregiving for somebody with this disease, they're your neighbor, you've, we're, we're in groups with them before, maybe some social groups, reach out. They may not want to say to you that I'm caregiving for somebody with Alzheimer's, but you know. Reach out and see if there's a way that you can help yeah. your neighbor, your friend, and and if they can't make it to the support group, please you can you can come and get the information and share it with them. Yeah. yeah. So, our, we would love to see more
2: people attend our caregiver support group here. Good. Our offices are always open. We do have people who walk in and say, "My spouse was just diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Can you help me?" And we do. Um, it happens daily. Um, phone calls also to our um, in addition to the 800 number to our office um, they also check in with us so we would love to see a team um start uh for the walk it would be Mm -hmm. terrific and it's a wonderful upbeat happy event that i'm sure everybody would enjoy and it is a treasure trove of research because we have so many booths where they can find out if they're not in that situation now in the future to see what is available
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a wonderful idea uh but i had jane speak to rotary club here recently and they've been motivated to start a team mm-hmm. and uh so bomb. hopefully uh this will motivate uh mm-hmm. our our uh, residents to start we just we did uh be... paint el paseo pink yeah. uh not too long ago and uh this would be another wonderful mm-hmm. thing to do also
1: well, a few years ago, prior to COVID, we had a wonderful team here under the, the I guys. Remember up, uh, I remember. I Yeah, you mm-hmm. were. Oh, thank you for joining us.
0: Okay, uh, Shadow Hills uh, ladies, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank and you. And uh, until next time, bye bye.